0: You're listening to The Holistic Spaces Podcast, brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School, Episode 98, A Feng Shui Consultation with Sarah. Welcome to The Holistic Spaces Podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of The Mindful Design Feng Shui School. So, hi, Sarah. Hello. So, Laura and I are excited to have you on for your mini feng shui consultation.
1: I'm excited to be here. Thanks for doing it.
0: Yeah, so I thought this would be really helpful for you since you're going through a lot of transitions right now. So, I'm going to go over the wishes you sent me and ask you some more questions about that, and then we'll walk through your floor plan and give you some suggestions for it. Okay, so you're very kind, and you started with your partner's wishes. You started with Robert wishes for a nice yoga room, because you guys are both yoga teachers. They both teach kundalini yoga and a music recording space, so he's also a musician. And the third for Sarah to be happy, which is good answer. Good, good, uh, good wish. And then your wishes are a dedicated space for your own to study, write, draw, pull cards. So it sounds like a dedicated space for your creativity. So you're expecting, and by the time this airs, you'll be in your second trimester. Mm -hmm. And you want to accommodate space for the baby Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and have a place for the baby. And then also lots of plants and pretty things. Okay. And the fun thing is that you and I have the same birthday and I met Sarah Caceres, one of my yoga teachers. So, okay, let me ask you a little bit more about Robert. It just sounds like basically he would like to have this be a space that supports him. Is he working out of the apartment most of the time?
1: Yeah, he's working from home right now, mainly in the living room. So he's kind of just sets up a desk in front of the couch in the living room and that's where he does most of his work and then if you look on the the floor plan where it says dining room he's made the one half of the dining room is a space with all with his guitars and keyboard and then the back side of the dining room is where we have actually our dining room table so he wanted a a space for music and then he's working out of the living room some days that back bedroom off of the big bedroom i've set up a desk in here and a table And so sometimes he comes back into here and is working, but he's on conference calls the majority of the day. So he he was saying like, oh, maybe we can make the back bedroom an office for both of us, but it's not really conducive if I'm studying or if I'm in a class and he's on a conference call all day, as most people probably have to deal with this at home right now too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then well, since we're doing a little mini, we're going to focus mostly on you but that's his wish is that you're happy. So we're gonna focus mm-hmm. on you. So to me, I'm seeing that a dedicated space of your own is also kind of considering the fact that you're going to be a mother soon. And also you, this is the first time you you and Robert are officially living together, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So having your own space, especially when you both are working at home, but also you're welcoming a new person in your life that you know, as a mother, you'll get defaulted. In... And what, what would you say, Laura, as a mother?
2: Well, I guess it depends on the situation, but you know, your life will definitely shift. Let's put it that way. Your focus, especially for the first, you know, four years, it's like all baby, toddler. So the whole thing will, yeah, get a little bit turned upside down, and baby sort of takes over. But that's what happens. So yeah, it's just finding that balance again, right? Figuring out your new, the new balance.
0: Mm -hmm. with that's a big transition so the transitions are like you moved into this new space you're moving in with Robert and you're welcoming a baby and also that leads to like a like because of COVID you were telling me that your career shifted a lot so Sarah used to work one-on-one with people a lot and now that's not it's not really happening right right
1: yeah people are still kind of wary to go to the gyms and uh Uh, a lot more from home video, video coaching.
0: Okay. And then, so that's what I really think like those first two wishes are. It's really, it's about really having your own place and finding your own place, but also making a place for the, for the baby. And then, um, lots of plants and pretty things to me that really translates to plants represent growth and feng shui. So growth, expansion, And that's what you're going through now, these transitions. But like a baby, the plants grow, you know, you've planted a seed and the seed is growing now. Just like a plant, you can't force the seed to grow faster and you need to take a lot of care and kindness with this new living being within you. And then I think the pretty things is about continuing to have beauty around you and also things that support you, right? and having some joy in that. Okay, so Laura, do you have any other questions for Sarah?
2: No, well, where are you teaching? So where, do you have a yoga space now or where do you teach when you do online teaching?
1: Yeah, so the, if you look at the floor plan, the room, Robert moved in about two months before me and he kind of set up things elementary. And right now, the yoga room is where it says study.
2: Okay. So, and you want to continue to have a dedicated space for that, right? For like, for practicing and also for now, if you're going to be teaching online, right?
1: Yeah. That's one of Robert's main focuses as well. Um, I don't know if it's going to work out practically, but yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So you're sleeping in this bedroom in the back. So, what we're gonna move on to the floor plan now. <laughs> okay. So, you're sleeping in this bedroom, and right now, this back bedroom is your office, but also will be the future baby's room. Maybe. <laughs> I,
1: I think we're gonna do co-sleeping for the first little bit. So, I think the baby will just kind of be in the bedroom with us. But if needed, a dedicated space, probably also, yeah, put a put a crib in in the back bedroom.
0: Okay. Let's just let's not think too far ahead. So, let's just say that's so your. That's your office, the bedroom you both sleep in, and then this is the yoga room that you guys share. And then you said Robert's office area is in the living room, and then this you said part of this is music and dining. Yeah. Okay. And then, am I correct that this is the door you'll use down here when you come in? Where's that? Sorry, the door that's off the hallway to the that goes into the kitchen first. That's the door you use for your front door. That's right. Okay. And then just some clarification. So I'm assuming this is probably like a one or two family house that they made into apartments. And are you on the top floor? What floor are you on? Oh, we're on the top floor. Top floor. Okay. So there's no one above you, but there's people below you. And then this goes up, this one goes up to the roof?
1: No, that's actually, it's another way of looking at that same staircase uh, to the front of the staircase that's over here off the living room that's where you enter or oh, no I'm sorry yeah yeah if you can see you go in to the kitchen there and then the back of the staircase there's a door that goes into the back bedroom slash office
0: okay got it so you come up the stairs and there's how many people you're on the third floor or the fourth floor third floor okay so you're on the third floor and then there's no one above you you're the top floor
1: Yep.
0: all right and then you come up the stairs and then So that's good because that means these two extra doors are a little bit more isolated because they're not having people walk by them a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, great. So in a sense, like this hallway space is almost like you can use it.
1: Yeah. Right now we have some rugs out there so that we can kind of go back and forth without it getting dirty. It seems like it feels like an extension of the home and we have like some shoe cubbies and a bench to sit on out there.
0: Okay. Are these doors permanently locked or do you use them? Uh, we use them. Oh. Okay. What what doors? The the door the extra door in the bedroom and the extra door in the office. Um,
1: yeah, we use them.
0: Okay. Ah, okay. All right. Well. Okay. How should we start, Laura? <laughs> um. Well. We we wanted to give a little preface, okay. So just for the listeners, this is like a mini consultation, and if you know, if you guys are feng shui practitioners, you know there's a lot of. This is a very loaded plan, and since we're doing a small consultation here with Sarah, mini, we already told her we recommend she does like a full consultation, but we're just going to go over the top line stuff that's easy to explain in this format. For those of you who may have some knowledge about feng shui, this. We're certainly not going to go over everything and and we're just giving that little disclaimer. Okay, Laura, what were you going to say? No, I was just
2: going to say maybe one thing you could do though is we can almost treat this as you know as soon as she steps up at the top of the stairs, that's mm-hmm. kind of her apartment basically, just because the whole thing is, it's a common area, but- I mean, shes they're using it, right? I,
0: no, but, okay. So, Sarah, when you come up from the ground floor, which is the first door you encounter? The door off the kitchen or the door off the bedrooms? The
2: door off the kitchen. Off
0: the yeah, kitchen. so okay. it, it doesn't matter. Okay. okay. Okay.
2: So that's the front door. Okay. So
0: this is the front door. So, okay. So the first thing that we noticed is, uh, so you see that we're, this is how the bog was laid on your, your house because of the, the, where your front door is. So what that means is that you and Robert are sleeping outside of the Bagua, and also you're working outside of the Bagua. Interesting. And how that can be problematic and what you can do. So it just tells us that, especially since you're in this transition period where you're, moved in with, you're moving in with your boyfriend for the first time, you guys are, you know, you've been together a while, but it does mean that it can be challenging on the partnership to have the bedroom outside the bagua. Laura, how do you, you you always have a nice way of
2: saying it. What do you say when the bedroom's outside the bagua? It just means that one of the partners may be outside of the home and not in the home. And they may not be physically present or mentally present or emotionally present. So it doesn't mean that they actually have to physically be gone. It could just mean that, you know, they're distracted or that they're, they're being pulled away by something, but there's, a, there's one of the two partners is away and put that in brackets.
0: Yeah. So we don't want that. So and I know it's not a question you asked, but I think it's, it's something really important that we should address. So what you could do is set up a mirror so that you're energetically bringing the bedroom back into the Bagua. Let's see. How is your, where is your bed set up? Is it on this, like that? I don't know how else you could yeah. set it up. Yeah, yeah, that's where I put it. Okay. Um, oh, so you can set, they can set up a mirror here, right? Reflecting the
2: bed. Where are you pointing? Inside the Bhagawa? hmm Yeah, it's, as long as it's just inside, they could put it on the, anywhere on the other side. They could put it behind the bathroom door. They could put it.
1: I like it um, here.
0: Where you Okay, so where it go? Laura, Laura oh, bedroom. Okay. Laura likes to conceal the mirror. <laughs> I don't mind it being in the bedroom. What's up? We gonna say something?
2: No, I was gonna say you gotta pull it all the way into the bagua though. Oh, but doesn't the image pull it back? Well, I like to pull it. I like to pick a wall that's in the bagua. All right. And Let's then see. it doesn't. It matter if it goes through walls. Like, it just imagine that the reflection goes through multiple walls and then i would put it like on the dining room wall or behind the right. bathroom or so with this little cubby i guess that that's it's not she,
0: really reflecting the bedroom okay so. uh, it would be if you
2: lined it up yeah exactly
0: maybe she needs two
2: she can that doesn't matter yeah she can have two cuz right. she's Let's do this since Laura,
0: I asked Laura's advice. So we need to do, let's do it, Laura. So put a mirror here and in the dining room. So it's gonna reflect the bedroom into the Bagua.
1: Oh, Interesting.
0: It's okay that you're outside of the Bagua because part of your work is to be out in the world. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's go over some of your, so were there some, that's like the major thing. Okay, the other thing is like, um, you have these two doors that are secondary doors that can, even though it's a little bit safer because you're the only one really using them, however, it's a little bit, it's like having, it's a little bit unstable because anyone from the other floors can access them, right? Yeah. Okay, so it just means that it's a little bit unsafe. So you can just set up on each of these doors when maybe set up some kind of like wind chime or bell so that when those doors open, you hear it.
1: Both the doors uh,
0: leading to the hallway. Yes, both the doors leading to the hallway. Okay. Because it's just a little bit more dangerous.
1: Maybe we can set up like a nightly routine of doing that. Because one of the things is like we use the breezeway to kind of get around each other. Like whenever Robert's in the music room, Mm -hmm. um, He might be recording and so if I need to get to the kitchen and I don't want to walk past the camera or disturb him, I just go out through the hallway and breezeway. Mm -hmm. Like this morning when I was teaching yoga and he was working in the back office and he wanted to get things in the kitchen. He's like going out through the... um, It's just so crazy with all the Zoom calls. You're like just trying to avoid each other's uh, cameras and, Mm -hmm. and sound currents. So. The, the wind chimes sound like a good idea. Maybe like put them up every night, but maybe I don't know. Would that be weird to take them down during the day because people are moving around a lot?
0: Oh, I don't know, Laura. what do you th- what do you think, Laura? Normally um, you keep it up all the time.
2: Yeah, you normally keep it up. I think really, my concern is that you have a bedroom door that opens to an area that actually isn't even technically your space, right? It's Mm -hmm. like a common area. So that means that others energetically and actually literally can access Mm -hmm. your bedroom. (laughs) So, you know, you just have to give that some thought when you guys are absolutely awake and moving and stuff. But I think at night you need to do something to protect the door. And if it is taking the wind chime on and off, that could be a ritual that you do. That's fine. Kind of like locking the door. Right. I think you need to get behind that and see that as protecting your, you know, not that we always have to be scared of things, but it is about protecting your energy and, you know, making sure that you guys are sleeping comfortably and that you're not going to get disturbed because, you know, when you're lying there, and the other thing which Angie's going to bring up, I'm sure, is you guys aren't in command. So you can't even see the door that goes to an open common area. So there's a lot of vulnerability there that I think you need to figure out what makes you feel protected. And you could also just put something on over the door that kind of gives you additional protection if you want. But I think the wind chime is, is a good idea. And then if it's part of your nightly ritual, then I think that you're, you're just going to have to work with that, I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. I think that's actually a nice idea because you could also maybe forget to accidentally lock a door.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whether that be when you go out of town or whatever it is it's it's pretty yeah it's pretty it leaves you being vulnerable so yeah the last thing we'll tell you or one other thing we'll tell you and then we'll go over any questions you have is, yeah, your bed is out of command, but I see that there's really not another place for it. And that just means that you can't see the door from when you're laying in bed. So that puts you in in another vulnerable position. So you can simply set up a mirror somewhere, like probably around here, actually anywhere, set up a mirror so that when you're laying in bed, you can see the reflection of, oh boy, she has so many doors. So many doors also represent, like you have a lot of doors And they're coming from the outside so it means that there's a lot of conflicting voices a lot of energy coming from things outside of you actually like maybe friends family teachers i don't know like a lot of different voices and it's you actually have three doors to your bedroom and two doors to your office so it can just mean a lot. It can mean conflicts and conflicting voices and not having clarity. And it also puts you in a little... Oh, wait. I'm sorry, Angie. I just realized part of this floor plan is incorrect. Okay. There,
1: There is not the door there. There's only two doors in the bedroom. There's the door between the office and the bedroom, and, the do- and there's a door between the yoga study and the bedroom. But that little okay. corner one, that, that does not exist. So
2: this one, so this is...
0: Yeah.
1: So,
2: oh, only well, okay, that changes things. Okay, that's better. Yeah, I, didn't, that's I didn't realize better. that. Yeah, that was yeah like that's better. better.
0: But this door you told me to draw in, right? This is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they put the door in the wrong place. Yeah. Well, sometimes when things are incorrectly conveyed, <laughs> it can still mean that the sentiment or the feeling is there. Agreed. Hmm. So, yeah. even though, so what Laura said about having people energy literally and energetically coming into your relationship that actually may not be re- what's happening but that's how it's feeling got it because that's what was conveyed in the information that we received so that's something to pay attention to because we spent a lot of time on that but you are you still have to set up a mirror so that you can see this door where
1: is that i'm not seeing the little pointer
0: so the door to the office from the bedroom
1: okay okay
0: so because basically when you're laying in bed, you can see the door to the left that goes to the yoga room, but you can't see the door to your office, right?
1: Well, actually we do have a big mirror right there. So oh, we're good. at the head. <laughs>
0: okay, good. And then um, for your office, I think that it's still good to have the the be- the bell on the door of the office. Okay. That's interesting though, because you guys really have to, you have a lot of obstacles in your life. You're always like, sneaking by each other to try to not bother each other it's it's pretty inconvenient (laughs) so so since we only have a few minutes left let's go over what you wanted to work on and i know there's there's a bunch of other things we could tell you but we're gonna go over what you wanted to work on so you initially called me or you initially texted me because you're like well how do i set up the bagua on my little office right yeah and which store so that's a question we get all the time like Which door? I would ask you, what door, because it's interesting because it's an office space. What door do you use the most? Uh,
1: The one from the bedroom.
0: Okay. So then that's the door we would use to lay the Bagua, because this is, so the door out to the hallway is your secondary door, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how you would lay the Bagua, so that was one of your questions. And if we did that, here, we can zoom in on it.
1: Such cool slides. Hey. Bagua all ready to go.
0: So, yeah. So, and then we would turn it around. So it's mm-hmm. easy to read. So this is how you would lay the bagua on your office, okay? Got it. So you have a secondary door in helpful people and kind of in children so that just that's actually good. It means that there's opportunities for a lot of people to help you and support you. So you said you bought a little desk for your space, right? Mm-hmm. So do you want us to give you some suggestions on how you could set up that desk? Sure,
1: okay. yeah.
0: Okay. Well, what do you want in your career? Because I know it's a little bit up in the air now that you're having a baby.
1: It's not... <laughs> You know, I feel like it's the least up in the air because of that. I feel like it's the most up in the air because of kind of the state of things being in such flux right now. And, you know, the gym I worked at closed, one of the yoga studios I worked at closed. We're just kind of trying to figure out how to be together physically as people. And I work physically with people. So but what I what I am doing right now is I'm actually taking graduate courses at Oxford in sleep medicine because I think it's an aspect of wellness that's really uh overlooked in our society and how to bring awareness of sleep and cognitive behavioral therapy into the wellness space and so it's kind of a big challenge because people it's it's brand new it's basically an entrepreneurial endeavor that i will have to create i need to market myself to psychiatrists and primary care practitioners to be a consultant for people to learn how to give themselves the habits uh, to sleep So I'm I'm taking these courses right now and then I'm going to be needing to market myself and enter into a new realm of healthcare. And, and, you know, obviously I want to incorporate the personal training, the exercise and the yoga mindfulness into how do we get more more sleep and better sleep habits. So that's the next phase.
0: (laughs) So it sounds like you're gaining knowledge to kind of transform your offerings. Mm -hmm. Adapt. Yeah. And you have two doors. So there's not a lot of room for your desk. Did you have an idea of how you wanted to do your desk or should we just give you some suggestions?
1: It doesn't matter. This room is pretty bare right now. I have it. I'm trying to figure out where I'm looking at this. Here's your bed. Wait, where's my bed? I just drew it okay yeah so right now I actually have it in that little career section against that wall
0: okay so right now you have it here Mm -hmm. okay so um am and I'm I know these secondary bedrooms are quite small right Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a little bit that's okay but it's also hard because this door is coming at you um, is there any room to
1: that be, but that's another thing that, I mean, I'm, I'm taking into account what you said that the thing, the way that things are conveyed and versus what they actually are, but that's another thing that's wrong on the floor plan is the direction where they put the doors. So both of the doors, um, open away from the room. Neither of the doors come into the room. I don't know if that
0: matters. Not, well, yes and no. So is that better what I just drew? hmm Okay so the they'd open out. Okay. Okay. So the way that you're positioned now, if we don't, if we only, we look at the main door is that you're kind of positioned so that you're in like a administrative position where you're kind of taking care of everything, like dealing with a lot of everyday things, but I don't know if there's room. Is there room to, I don't know. It's not easy. I don't know if you have much room behind you to set it up so you you can't really put it further back right because there's not enough room mm. like the room it looks like it's only like seven feet wide deep right yeah that's
1: probably if that yeah
0: okay so so i think i think that we'll just have to leave it there and then you need to put a crystal ball here
2: A crystal, sure ball. crystal ball
0: halfway between well laura what do you think is there any any other position
2: no i don't i mean Maybe, but I think you'll run out of room and you're probably, you know, just being practical if you've got it set up there and that's where your electrical is and everything, it just ends up being a pain to move it. But I mean, you could pull it back to where Angie said, and then, you know, you have a little the, middle of the room. more view, but you'll be in the middle of the room and it might not work. So I think you have to correct it the way Angie, just correct the path of chi from the door to your desk. And, I was going to suggest um, because you're facing a wall and I think you're going to write that in now, now, Angie, is put a mirror on that wall, a, a big mirror, actually, um, that kind of, and it might be behind your desktop or a laptop or whatever. That's fine. Two reasons. One, it'll expand your view so you don't hit a wall. So you're expand and it gives you depth. And also it, it um, expands your career because that's the career area. Mm-hmm. And it's water. It represents kind of that movement of water and the depth of water. And that's also associated with career. So it's kind of like a triple a triple thing, right? You get like all the benefits from that. So it might not be such a bad spot, but you have to correct that path from the door to your side of your desk so that you're just, a, you know, just because you're in the path of chi, that's all. It's, yeah. bit, and it's close.
0: So here where I have the star, you would put a feng shui crystal ball. And it needs to be hanging from a red string, and the bottom of it can um, needs to be basically like the top of the door, and so that protects you from the energy coming in from the outside. And then, yeah, and then definitely a big mirror behind your desk so you can see beyond because so because basically you're limited, you can only.